the week we do. Happy New Year! Hey. Happy New Year! 2022. A new yeah, year. We out here. We out here. Every yeah, you everybody feeling new and refreshed and uh, like uh, ready to turn over a new page or leaf? Is it just leaf page? Sure. You know, gauntlet. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Other no, now. Sure. I'm yeah, up for, just smack I'm up me for... with another COVID test. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, it never ends, man. It never ends. Oh yeah, yeah. No doubt. No, I I was saying that just because like this is the most anticlimactic New Year's I think I've I've very in a very while. chill. Yeah. What'd you do? Yeah. Well, I was actually supposed to play again. COVID talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually supposed to play with Janine Wilson Band down in Alexandria, Virginia, for the uh, New Year's night out, like we've done in years previous mm-hmm. well not last year because of covid mm-hmm. um and this year was on the books until like late december and then it got canceled so <sighs> sorry found myself nice. at home with the family with there's nothing wrong with that of mm-hmm. course yeah. and it it's funny because whenever the rest of the neighborhood found out that my wife and son and daughter were going to be home alone without their father they all planned a neighborhood party mm-hmm. for new year's mm-hmm. and uh then I found out that I wasn't going to be playing, so I got to enjoy the neighborhood party, it, which was actually really, really, really oh, super cool. nice. Oh, cool. So you guys yeah, did, so cool. like the neighbors kind of got to, you guys were, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we all kind of came out in our little cul-de-sac. We had a couple fire pits going and uh, oh, had right. a couple drinks, had some food and everything, but I, frankly, I was on the down slope of a weird mystery illness that I had last week. Yeah. Oh, um, so was I around? was... It wasn't a cold. It was something else. I could have. I thought it was my moment. I thought I was going to have COVID. I thought I had the COVID. But we got the tests. I took them, and I was negative. So okay. I just had. Yeah, I was left in the situation where I just felt terrible, and I couldn't contribute to or help with the family. Uh, but I didn't have any like couldn't point official to, to like. Yeah. I couldn't point to anything. Yep. <laughs> it was just like it was just like I promise. Here, I, I feel, feel like terrible. Crap. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Please believe me. Right. <laughs> but New Year's was great. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, we we it was quiet. We did end up canceling the plans that we had had because they were indoor related. Had a nice evening. I actually I went for a walk because everybody went to bed. <laughs> so I went for oh, a walk. Yeah. All right, and that'll work. At midnight, I was kind of like out just walking around, and fireworks everywhere. People just started yelling. <laughs> <laughs> like lots of people just got like came out of their house and just yelled. And I I was anything like, in particular or just uh, just yeah! yelled? Wow. Like a lot of that. So oh, right. I, I tossed Man. one out there too. I tossed one out too. I was like, damn right. You know what? That's perfect. <laughs> ah! H- Hagerstown is lit. Honestly, I think I, it felt right. It felt absolutely right. Um, Good. I think it fit the mood, yeah. Yeah, yeah people were, people had yeah. to, yeah, there was definitely some fireworks out here in, in LA, especially coming from the Crenshaw area. Mm. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was, I, you know, yeah, I stayed in. Uh, watch some something, <laughs> and uh, watch something. something. I think watch the newest <laughs> Matrix. Anyway, oh okay, it's kind of interesting. Is it it's resurgence? It's, it's revitalization. Resurrections. A- Resurrection. HBO Max. Yeah, it it it's a uh, it's it's definitely interesting if you especially if you're. It, I, I don't know. I didn't know quite what to make of it. It's sort of po- it's it, it's very aware of itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what yeah. that's what made it kind of interesting, at least. Mm. Okay. Much like in, I don't know if you guys watched Cobra Kai, the uh, Karate Kid. I have reboot. not. I have not. I've been that's told not. to watch this, but I've not. It's watched pretty it. great. It, it's very addictive. <laughs> it's that's very what everyone silly. says. It's, like no one expects it to be good, but then it's everyone it's really loves it. silly. It's not. You know, like when you think back to the Karate Kid movies, they're very serious. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but in any case. I'm interested in these things that are aware of themselves, you know, in a, in sort of a meta. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and this is definitely. I don't. I don't want to. I can't say anything about it because then it sort of takes. It, you lose a little. You'll lose. You're gonna something. spoil it. Oh, that's okay. Right. Yeah, but right. you recommend. I would recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Especially as a, right. if you're a fan of not even the whole franchise, but the first movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen one, two, and three. Yes. As a kid. But I, I can't say I'm a fran- fan of any of them except for the first one. First the first good. one, that's the classic. Yeah. The other ones are kind of, I don't know. They're sort of was, your average wasn't like, the, science wasn't fiction. was the third one like a girl or something like that? Is that or is that, or is that a completely different? Well, there was movie? also one with uh, 
what's what's Will Smith's son when he was a kid? Oh, Jaden. Uh, Jaden. Yeah, maybe he shows up. He was uh, he was one, but it might have been the fourth one. Oh, jeez. This wow. is the fourth one. <laughs> Guys, this is not a movie podcast. So I right, think right, we're sorry. showing it here. <laughs> anyway, that's what I did on New Year's. That's right. Before we go down too many other tangents and rabbit holes, tangent let's get the 22. show started <laughs> so that we can go down other tangents and rabbit holes. Right. Sounds good. Yes, that's right. This is You Should Check It Out. A member of the Cobra Kai faction since mm-hmm. 1986. That's a bro- uh, Yeah. Yeah. Sweep the leg. That's mm-hmm. their motto. Mm-hmm. If it's, especially if it's injured. <laughs> yep. That's right. <laughs> hey. If, 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 well, you, guys. If, if you ain't first, you're last. Oh, wait, no. That was uh, Talladega Nights. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> Ring it, Bobby. <laughs> You're flicking me Again, off? guys, this, you should check it out. This is episode 126. This is a music podcast where we talk about music things in our life and whatever the heck else we want to talk about. This is the first episode of 2022, gentlemen. Happy Whoa. New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. My name's Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And I think we got a great show for you this, uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously. I'm going to be talking about a, a famous musician who's uh, getting paid. Getting paid. Serious, serious cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick's going to be talking about some independent music venues who are maybe not getting as paid. We'll find mm. out. Yeah. And uh, Greg's talking about a video game that has come and uh, is hopefully getting paid. I think they've done pretty well. I think they've done quite well. Well, I guess in my mind, I had this whole like week-long wrap-up, but I guess I, I veered us away from that territory. Was there anything else you guys wanted to say? I, I, I didn't mean to, to cut our New Year's discussion short played a lot of board games did you yeah how about you oh my god i played more board games in the last week than (laughs) so this past week was supposed to be you know it was it was a week off it was a full week off for me for work Mm -hmm. and i had all these plans in my mind all the projects you're gonna get done oh my god all these projects uh we're gonna have this epic jam session Mm -hmm. you know you and me nick Mm -hmm. and fresh and Mm -hmm. uh, maybe even greg was gonna come down maybe that was a possibility and uh you know just like one thing after another, the dominoes fell, and it just ended up being a week, you know, home with the family and the kids. Yeah. Um, COVID, other stuff came up and came and went, and it just turned into be kind of a... I mean, it was a nice, relaxing week, yeah, week that's to a, spend that's, that's a great with default, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely no complaints, but... I was kind of glad to get back to work today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was one of those. Yep. So... Yeah, I can. I, I I would agree. I would agree. It was it was good to get back to the routine. Right. Yeah. But but it was a great week. Yeah, we played a lot of games. Man, Lego plus Mario is mm. incredible. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Wow. That is. Dude, the I'm totally with you. Coolest crap ever. That is the neatest right? thing. Yep. What is it? What blown my mind when I was a little kid. Yep. They, they have these little. Fig- you get these starter kits. There's a Mario starter kit and a Luigi kit. It's got a little character that's got a little light at the bottom of it. And this thing turns on, it's got little screens, its eyeballs are little LED uh, screens, its mouth is a screen, and it's got a chest screen. You connect with Bluetooth. Oh but basically, God. you can walk this thing around a level you built with real Legos, and the little camera on the bottom makes it basically treat it like the terrain that it would be in a level. So you've got, you can actually build these little levels out, and like if you fall, like it makes the sound effects because the little there's like a little it, it's absolutely incredible and we wow. so if you hop on a re- if you hop on a red Lego, the Mario character goes because he thinks he's in lava. And if you have both of them and like one yeah. knocks the other over, he's like, oh, sorry, Mario. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's freaking fantastic. So, it's so so intelligent. It's so well built. Yeah, wow. yeah. Ben, um, Ben, thanks to his dad, has almost every single damn Mario Lego set. Up. <laughs> oh my like, god. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, Ben, you want to play Mario and Luigi Lego? <laughs> and Ben's like, Dad, I just want to play Candyland or like yeah. chill out and watch some Netflix. And like, yeah. no, come on, man, Mario, Lego. You, you, you know what I turned Jackson onto this holiday trip? What's Matt, that? What's that? Well, a few things, actually. Black well, Sabbath, I, I know. Black that, Sabbath. Well, and, yep. and Ozzy's solo career. Does he like the Coolest dad ever. One of the things I tur- that we discovered, uh, I'll, I'm going to play later. And again, I know this is a music podcast, but we talk about whatever we want. It, okay, <laughs> this is a, a throwback to Magic: The Gathering, the card Ooh. game. <gasps> what? Yeah, 
Now, Target? Yeah, I just I I I was telling him about it. He got super excited. I showed him cards online. And I was like, this is like one of the cards, you know, and and he loves dragons and like that kind of thing. Okay. So there you go. I got my decks, baby. Wow, look at that. I got my decks. I mean, I I got my binder here. We are really outing ourselves. Oh, wow. Holy smokes. You're not kidding. I didn't, Jay, I had no idea. I thought you, I didn't know. I love magic, man. Uh, He's he's never admitted this to us. No, I have. This is all new. Such a nerd thing. Straight up news to me. This is straight up news to me. I can't believe you don't listen to more yes. <laughs> yeah, but um, but that's where listen, they get the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They just read the cards. It's just on the cards. Yeah, as well. Plus five hit points if you tap two mana. <laughs> Enchantment. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, uh, so obviously, I mean, Jackson six. The game is intended for like thirteen and up. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get every single detail about it, especially because I'm just t- teaching him the basics. But I taught him the basics. It wasn't that hard. Yeah. It's a very intuitive thing. I got, sure. I got two starter decks on Amazon for like $13. And yeah, we sure. sat there for hours and just played. And I was like, this is great, man. Because it, it's man. kind of like it's. we're not looking at a screen. He's not even thinking about screens. You know? Not, Hell not, yeah, not dude. That, I mean, that he, is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I just, I don't know what, it's, it's the same topics that he's interested in. Just, but yep, in, yep. In, in a, a card, card game. in a card yeah. game, yeah. and uh, I did I did the same thing go. with my cousins, man. Because here's here's my story with Magic. I played Magic when it first came out, like mm-hmm. back in the day when I was in middle school and high school. Same with my nerd friends, man. exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know had the decks, had the whole thing, and then of course I grew up a little bit and forgot about it and sold them all. Wish I hadn't done that because those cards are worth <sighs> thousands of dollars. Yeah, now. some of them are definitely <laughs> really really uh, expensive. Um, but then my friend Adam from Waynesboro, he was like, hey, man, you remember how we used to play Magic? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know that's still going on? I'm like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. This is just like four years, three or Bird four years ago. incidentally loves Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, well, Sorry, I can imagine. Yeah. You got one of those blue control decks there, Bird Clock? Not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to well, reveal Bird, it. Bird, Bird Clock has flying right. ability, so already Ooh, that's an advantage. That's right. <laughs> Plus two. <laughs> First strike. All right, um, so... Yeah, so uh, my friend Adam got me back into it because I was like, oh my God, there's an adult and I can like hang out with him and we can have drinks and like play f***ing magic and this would be awesome. And I totally got back into it there for like a year and then COVID hit and then it was like, well, I don't want to play this online. Like that's kind of lame. And so now I just have a bunch of magic cards sitting over my my corner again. But that is awesome, dude. I had no idea you were ever inter- interested. In I that, I was only interested. I was like an observer. I learned the basics. Yeah. I played a little bit. I was not that good, <laughs> and I also sure. didn't. I didn't have like the enough motivation to research how to like build Come up with the perfect good, deck. Exactly. Yeah. I just could. I didn't get. But those of my friends who did, I was not like mocking them. I was like, okay, go, like good, good on you, man. That's that's a cool game. Yeah, it right? is a cool game. It's a very yeah. cool game. I even met somebody in high school who was. Uh, he didn't go to my school, but he was dating a friend of mine, and he was a real nice guy. And then they were like, "Yeah, he's like one of the magic champions of the of the world." <laughs> You know, I was like, "What?" Oh, yeah. He's like, "They're like, yeah." He's already made so much money. He paid. His, he's already paid for four year his four years of tuition at University of Maryland. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and he went to Mar- he was at Maryland with us. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, yeah. Kid. He ended up doing. Um, he he moved. He graduated from that to online poker. <laughs> oh, sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, in any case, a, a, a interesting guy. And uh, but I always. I was like, "Wow, magic!" And then also, my cousin, my cousin in France, and his friends were into it as well. Nice. And you realize, like, oh, this is like a worldwide thing. Yeah, it's totally. global. Oh, yeah. It's cool. It's a great game. And any case, just and I use it. I totally used it as like this is really this is math practice. Yeah, yeah, yep. you know, because oh, I'm yeah. like, all right, Absolutely. well, I, you just you just hit me. You just took three. Da- I just took three damage. Uh, I w- I was at 17. So what am I at now, Jackson? Quick. You know, no doubt. He's like, no doubt, man. (laughs) And I'm like, you want to get this right because if you, yeah. Yep. Put the fingers away. Put the fingers away. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he's good. He's he he loves it. So that is brilliant, man. Hey, um, you know, Jackson. Anytime, man. I got my my blue control deck over here. I got my zombies. And anytime you want to play, I'm down. Yeah, he's down with zombies. That's for sure. All right. All right, boys. Tangent (laughs) twenty two is on its way. (laughs) Hey, whatever. 
We got to catch yeah, up. We can be talking about the magic. I'll talk about that all. Three F five. I Like to me, back in like high school, I was so ashamed of it because it was such a nerdy thing. It is. But I don't. I don't give a shit anymore, man. No, like of that is not. a cool. It is a cool, fun game. It is fun. It is fun. Yeah. The yeah. artwork is amazing. Yeah, yeah. like he. It, it, was, it really stirs the imagination when you're when you're a kid. You know, no mm-hmm. doubt. So anyway, all right. There you have it. So guys. I got the lead tonight. I'm going to start things off with, this was actually going to be a long tangent in and of itself, but I'm going to save you. I'm going to play for you a version of the song Bartender's Blues. Okay. Are you familiar with this at all? No. It's a classic country song uh, made famous by George Jones. It was written by James Taylor. Okay. And James Taylor actually sings background vocals on the famous hit recording by George Jones. And the story goes that like it was a, it's kind of like a B-side to a hit that James had. This came out in like 1977. And James Taylor sang it. He kind of wrote it as a tribute to George Jones and sang it kind of in the style of George Jones. Mm-hmm. Like some people would say he was like not mocking George Jones' style, but that's not what he was doing. Okay. He was just pulling off a lot Paying of George homage. Jones-isms. Yeah. So anyway, the story goes that the guys in Nashville played this track for George Jones. And this is at the time when George Jones was drinking a whole bunch and doing a bunch of cocaine and he was just completely off his rails and he was like this James Taylor thinks he can sing George Jones I'll sing this song and show him how George Jones sings this song as George Jones and if you listen to it like it's George Jones doing all of the George Jones isms like in one song to like the max and it's great it's a fantastic song so originally I was going to play that song but then I started like looking at other versions and then I found a cover of this song by John Schofield. Oh. Oh, okay. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, this I got to hear. So this is Bartender's Blues off of an album called Country for Old Men, where John Schofield plays a bunch of country covers. Wow. Cool. Try this on for a second. cool that's pretty cool very cool i checked out the rest of that album then and there's a bunch of really cool covers on there including one of jolene oh, cool. which is probably my favorite off that album nice it's really good, very good. it's really called good. and the album's called country for old men country mm-hmm. for old men right yep. with larry goldings on the organ it's, that's I, I i had a feeling that was him bill stewart right uh who's on a lot of his records steve swallow who's a really amazing musician as well nice Nice. So check that out. Good stuff. Very cool. So, guys, my story this week what came out uh, uh, way before the um, Christmas break, but I'm catching up on it now. My boy Bruce Springsteen cashes in. What? Oh. Cha-ching. What happened? Bruce Springsteen has sold all of his masters, his master recordings, and his publishing rights to Sony for $500 million. He did That's it. it. He, he did, did it. it. 
He did it. He joined the club. He follows <laughs> he follows in the line of guys like Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Paul Simon, Neil Young. Now Taylor Swift has a slightly different story there. We've covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Young, Stevie Nicks, the guys, Lindsey Buckingham, the guys from Fleetwood Mac, all sold out. Um, I say sold out. I don't mean that disparagingly. No, but it is but literally it, what they did. Yeah, yeah the, these deals are are crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Springsteen has broken the record by two hundred million dollars. Uh, Bob Dylan's catalog sold for three hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Young sold for uh, one hundred fifty million dollars for a fifty percent stake. And so you can think of it as three hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. And um, the next big one on the on the docket is going to be uh, <coughs> David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. They're talking okay. in the two hundred or two hundred fifty million. Yeah. So, you know, Springsteen's catalog is obviously a huge moneymaker. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the last year alone, his catalog generated $15 million worth of revenue. So does this include, like, all E Street Band? Record- Explain how this works again. Okay, so the masters and publishing rights include actually the ma- – when you say the masters – that's actually the physical recorded copies, original mm-hmm. copies, mm-hmm. sound recordings right. of the albums. Yep. Right. That they make and all of the songs and singles. Yep. Yeah. And those are those can be resold, um, the rights for the sound recording to be licensed in commercials, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Yep. Um, the publishing rights are actually the like the notes and the lyrics, like the musical notes mm-hmm. and lyrics. So like the, the IP, the song. like the actual is that is, sure. Is that a way to think of it? Like the, yeah, the intellectual I think so. I think property so. of it all. Yeah. Like, right, so, right. So, the so if a cover was done, it would be right. That's the publishing. Whoever yep, owns the whoever owns the master recordings wouldn't necessarily be able to do anything about someone covering cover. it. Yep, that's correct. That's okay. correct. So there you yep. go. That's the difference. Right, and they're both lucrative, of course, especially of for course. big name artists. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and how many people cover Bruce Springsteen songs? You know, all the people, everyone, all mm-hmm. the time. Yep. So, and that includes tribute acts who pay for that. Mm-hmm. Um, covers uh, songs referencing other songs. The lyrics are included in something else, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a huge moneymaker, you know, uh, and he's still producing new albums. So you ask, and, and I think when we've discussed this before, especially when Neil Young sold, it's like, well, or when Bob Dylan sold, like, why why would you do this? And I don't think that we really had our heads around why this would be an attractive option. I can give you 500 million reasons. Yeah. 500 million is a great payout, no mm-hmm. doubt. But if you're still generating revenue and you still have years left in your life, like why cash out now mm-hmm. on that? And I, I was kind of hung up on that until it, until the whole Prince thing went down, and you see the way Prince's estate has been split up, and there you got siblings fighting mm-hmm. amongst each other. Yeah. And uh, you know, Rick Beato has talked about this. I've read a couple articles on this, and it's really kind of consolidated. It's it's a way I think for artists to cash in and give their estates simplified asset, yeah. a simplified asset distribute that they the can distribute the way they, Yeah, the way they'd like. Right. So you're cashing out the height of this popularity and you're giving, you know, so you're not having siblings squabbling over, well, I get this album and you get this album and you get like that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? I can't, you know, it, it was unexpected, I think, until I think the news first started coming out in the end of November, but he sold it to Sony who he's been associated with his entire career. So he trusts them and trusts what they're going to do with it. And um, I'm sure that he did all his due diligence to make sure that, you know, Born in the USA is not going to be played in every single Chevy Silverado commercial (laughs) till perpetuity. Might still happen. You never know. At least not for the first um, five years. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So I think, I I guess, I think it's a smart move. It seems, it always strikes me as strange whenever I first hear about this. Like, why would you cash that in now? Just keep rolling with it. But it makes a certain amount of sense. Do you guys have any thoughts? No, I think think your point about the way that Prince's estate went down or is going down um, and how messy that is, is a a good one. Also, just the amount of work it takes to manage licensing Mm -hmm. contracts. Like who wants to be in that business as a business? Who as wants like to a, do that? That's right. what I inherited. It was a licensing contract business. Right. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an administrative job. Yes, yeah, that's what and, I yeah, inherited. Exactly. Inherited. Yeah, and the attorneys that come with it. Right. It's right. Yeah. Yuck. So no, that does that does make sense. I mean, he's good. In, he's in good health though, right? He is, okay. as far as I know. All right. Yeah. Sure. I think it's just a guy seeing seeing the road. Now and might be the time. Now and might be the time. Dollar was right. Half a billion. 
And he's, he, he's among many others who have been doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. That yeah. It seems to be the the time to do it for that particular age group of artists. Yep. And it yeah. seems for to be where, the, yeah, these large studios that are in like a, that are still in like a just get content. Um, mm-hmm. That's really, that's like the, the, the whole entertainment industry is just, we need content. So they're, they're just, that's right. They're forking money over for it. I so, think you're right about that. So, it's yep. also a lot of material. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, the numbers are kind of crazy. It's, it's 20 studio albums. Um, it's 23 live albums, seven EPs, and over 300 songs. Yep. All of which, you know, it's it's a catalog that, like, when you look back on it, you know, the number of hits that it's generated, the number, you know, and just the ardent fans who listen to his stuff day in and day out, myself included, you know, it's a, it's, it's a no-brainer for everybody, I think. Yeah. I guess, I guess good on you. I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to say is here. It's, it does make sense. And and if the market's hot, and this is probably the peak of where you what you can get for it, then yeah, then do it. It's a business. There you go. There you go. Yep. yep. All right. Sounds like we have no dissenting op- opinion here. <laughs> no, I, so. I mean, it's, at this point, it's Bruce kind of- has once again, uh, uh, you know, determined that he is the boss, and he has uh, made the right decision. He's a smart and wise man. It's his music. And we are forever grateful uh-huh. to you, Sir Boss. But we're sick of hearing you're born in the USA, and so the Chevy Silverado <laughs> commercials. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that's all I got. That, I wanted to, to bring maybe, that up, may, to, up maybe, to date. Maybe bookmark it, Jay, so that when, when you know, in a in a couple years from now, when when they're using the songs in all the wrong places, you can you can you can decide then how you feel about it. Maybe that's right. Right. It's just too early <laughs> to know. It could go either way. <laughs> yep. If that starts happening, I will definitely give you guys an update. Well, on my feelings. Yeah. we can we can just rail on <laughs> Sony at that point. It won't be Bruce's fault. <laughs> we'll start hearing a lot of John Schofield covers of Bruce Springsteen songs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That'll be the. <laughs> <laughs> Good Anyhow, stuff, Nick. What you got, buddy? How we doing? Well, guys, you know what? You know what happens every New Year is a bunch of music is released to the public domain. Oh, that's true. Oh, oh this is right. it, right? So I was yes. I was looking through. <laughs> Do you have a like a Google Calendar like event? Like... No, but there's always a nerd <laughs> post. There's always a nerd post in Hacker <laughs> News that's like, here's the latest tracks you can get in uh, the public domain for free, which nice. which I think for independent like creative shops having access to that yeah, there's probably something to keep an eye on royalty free music sure sure um sure and i was kind of listening through to that and um there's a bunch of of old mammy smiths uh which i i was reading up about a, a good bit but isn't i'm not mammy. gonna talk about mammy smith um but there was there was a track oh, uh, by kid ori kid ori's sunshine orchestra called ori's creole trombone that's from 1920 right. that i thought you know what Let's, let's spin this one. Let's listen to it. All right. I, know. Yeah, I think this might... It, does this qualify as the oldest track to be played on You Should Check It Out today? Might be. I'll check the archives, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. Actually, get Bird Clock on that, okay. if you don't mind. Well, the archive is Bird Clock. Get on it. <laughs> So this guy was uh, this is 1920, um, but he he went on to play with uh, with uh, Louis Armstrong and uh, Jelly Roll Morton, and he was I think he was a mentor to Mingus Charles Mingus oh, and okay. Benny Goodman. Wow. Um, um, nice, really really cool. Just but very early, he was apparently according to Wikipedia, kind of instrumental in making the glissonado 
glissando rather mm-hmm. than the glissando Wah. effect on the, yep, on the trombone, <laughs> like a New Orleans jazz yeah. signature sound. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. pretty cool. <laughs> that, that's we, that we, yep. <laughs> we get to thank him for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks, uh, not this one. It's like, that's like a reverse, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> On its way. Is that a burr? Yep. <laughs> if you played that in reverse, it sounded like Kid Ori. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Oh, that's great man. stuff. When I was pulling that clip, I was looking at some of his other tracks and like, it's like classics of uh, ragtime and yeah. early jazz and, and yeah. New Orleans music. It's like amazing. Stuff, like songs that you still hear today. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was playing back then. It was yep. really cool. And there, there you go. go public domain so before we um get off this tangent (laughs) it's very interesting and i actually uh just googled public domain and uh there's an article from the los angeles times from this morning Mm -hmm. that says winnie the pooh born 1926 is now in the public domain a reminder that our copyright system is absurd (laughs) (laughs) whoa wow so by a.a milne that was uh, yes correct Wow. Among no the written kidding. works first published in 19, 1926. Yeah. Is it 95 years? Is that what it is? I don't know, man. It's all Mickey Mouse. I know that much. Okay. Well, in any case, there's a, there's a lot. I guess because now you're starting to get into like record, like more recordings. Yeah. 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 Yep. Whereas be, up until this point, it's been, you know, yeah, there were some recordings, but not a ton. Not 400,000. And it's just going to grow each year, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, each year, Nick, I think you need to put this in your calendar. This is uh, good. This is a good need topic. need a public domain update. Yeah. Nick Klein. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> it, again, I, I, it just ke- it pops up after, like, first work day after the new year on the on the Nerd Post. Like, here's the music in the, the public domain. Here's, here, here's one quote that's worth listening to. It, There's no way a 95-year copyright term is an incentive for anyone to create anything, <laughs> says a uh, law professor at Arizona State. Um, yeah, and the reason for that is because because it, it didn't used to be that way. But in Dis- Walt Disney had the copyright on the Mickey Mouse recordings and basically kept lobbying to get the copyright bumped up further oh. and further and further so that the, the, they could continue to gotcha. profit off of the Mickey Mouse production stuff. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, You're you saying that Disney holds some sway? A little bit of sway. A little bit. A little sway. A little bit. A little <laughs> you know who doesn't, though? Who that? Independent venues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, <laughs> which, which well is, said. Which is my topic for today, guys. Um, I, I came across a. It's, it was actually. <laughs> it's a quick article. No, I just we we are we are tangent rich this episode. I just figured I'd we be are. Yeah, there was an article that came out how independent music venues are surviving the pan- d- pandemic's long tail. Um, that I found kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Did you guys give a chance? Did you get a chance to browse this? I, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just, I was going to, I was waiting for you to explain it to me. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> there it is. That's good. Um, yeah, no, it was, it's basically, you know, th- so there's been a lot of venues who have closed their doors, but it looks like about eight or nine months ago, some money that had been uh, put into one of the uh, COVID acts yeah. um, was, uh, which was called Save Our, the Save Our Stages, uh, basically started coming out about, March, April, May of this past year, um, okay. and and has kind of helped some of the venues that that have held on kind of continue to hold on. It, it does look like things are still a little bit hairy uh, because because getting how much money we were talking about? I believe this, it was uh, nineteen billion. Okay. Thir- no, I'm sorry, sixteen billion. Sixteen billion was was basically put aside, which is not an insignificant. That's, not, that's, that's not, not an insignificant amount of money for venues. No. And Let me do some quick math here. There's probably one billion independent venues, so it's like <laughs> 19 billion per venue, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's like 20 bucks a, a head. Yeah, something like that. Right? <laughs> okay. So yeah, but but I mean at the same time, you know, they had to go through a, a significant grant process, and then there was a tremendous amount of waiting. Um, sure. So yeah. this really, these really are like the venues that kind of had the capacity. To keep alive anyway, had the foothold anyway. Yeah. yeah, and and had or had either had financial backing uh, that helped them sustain, or you know just had a kind of conservative approach to cash flow and had some money on hand. So, yeah, it's not. 
it kind of it paints a really optimistic picture, I think. Um, yeah. So it says basically the uh, when this money has, as this money has been kind of coming out, um, it's basically gone to forty eight hundred individual venues thus far. Thirteen billion okay. has been 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 distributed to forty eight hundred venues. Kind of talks a little bit about some places that they've played and that they've had more success with outdoor uh, outdoor concerts. But yeah, I thought it was an interesting kind of check in. It's not a long piece, uh, just kind of a. The money did come out. It did get distributed. Unfortunately, a bunch of venues or a handful of venues had closed by that point. Um, I didn't actually. So see So it's about three hundred thousand dollars per venue. Okay. Which is not insignificant. No, no, I that would think. should. That no. seems like for for the majority of. I, I actually have no idea. I have no idea what kind of operating expenses a venue would have. I'm just trying to think. I yeah. guess it would be. I mean, it would be staffing and and kind of like utilities and stuff, right? Just to for, keep the lights on. Yeah, you well, know rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no rent. Yep, sure. absolutely. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, own the that's the that's land. the that's the biggest thing because if you're in a good part of town, and yeah, those, you're right. You know, it's a lot of square footage. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Insurance too. Yeah, mm-hmm. although the insurance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, I wish we had a uh, expert we could call on. Oh man, we should have Wyan back. We should in have Wyan back in. <laughs> also, I'll, I'll, let me bring up another article that I saw, uh, which was that. Uh, talking about, I think it was a Wall Street Journal article. Okay. Talking about how, like, the percentage of people who aren't showing up at concerts, like tickets that are sold, but then the actual that actually don't translate into bodies. They don't. They don't actually show up. Because sometimes they, they've been rescheduled. There's show, their shows that you know from February 2020 that just got kicked down the road. Like mm-hmm. rescheduled, rescheduled, re- out. The tickets from February 2020 are still good. Yeah, but right. to the venue, that's like a gift certificate. That's like yeah. money they've already been paid. So Ex- that's well, nothing to, to and to the bands too. I mean, like, yeah. I can so, I can speak from experience. It's like if if this was one that was rescheduled, I'm like, well, great because like I don't, you know, if it's half full, fine. But if we're getting paid for it being completely full, but the band doesn't get then, paid until they perform. The venue gets paid when the tickets purchased, right? Well, yes, but. Depending on how many tickets get sold and what the deal is, the band is getting a percentage of yes, that. Yes. So it's not actually, a, you know, they might have they ha- have the money in their pocket, but a lot of these places are really depending on the bar. Yeah, and that was That's an interesting point killing. in the in the in that Pitchfork article mm-hmm. is that you know the no show ticket holders. That's actually it's a significant loss of revenue because they're not buying drinks. They're not buying um, exactly. You know, merchandise from the from the place where they're not buying, they're not spending their money at the club right, itself. Right. I, I guess what I mean is that if if I were to let's say we're holding an event, we sell a bunch of tickets, for whatever reason the event has to be canceled. A year goes by, that money is spent. <laughs> the money that was yeah, yeah. those yeah, tickets were yeah, sold, yeah, yeah. that money's spent. Yeah. So I now I got to yeah. find the money to give the band their cut. Um, right. Because, That's true. Because yeah. the actual dollars that came from that ticket revenue is spent is coming gone. True. So, true. Yeah, so. yeah. We haven't had any problems so far, thank God. But uh, you know, it's interesting, man. I'm, you know, playing. In, I play in independent venues all the time. Um, got a gig in this Friday at Music Box in San Diego. I, though I don't know because like two of the guys in the opening band got COVID, so now it's going to be just us, and that's fine. We do that. We do the evening with. Um, yeah. We'll see how it all goes. We'll see how it all shakes out. I'm hoping to play. I'm ready to play, but uh, yeah, yeah, we still got to go with it. Although I just feel like I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I do it, it is starting to become less of a less scary in a way. I think maybe, for some, maybe I, I for think, some, yeah, for some, you know, like at, at just this point, because it's so prevalent. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and and that it's been prevalent, and it's not in a way where like it, it seems Doesn't like see, most people, are, yeah. It doesn't seem that dangerous anymore. I mean, honestly, right? Uh, to, especially, to, especially if you're vaccinated. To people of our yes, demographic, yes, exactly. Yeah. To our demographic, people in our situation where we have been vaxxed and imagine boosted. Yes, you guys are boosted, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. according to what we hear. Um, yep. You know, coming out of the medical community, mm-hmm. I'm with um, you. I'm with you. You know. So anyway, it's it's hard to be like, and you know, listen. It, with shows uh, and New Year's uh, gigs getting canceled, but then but then you watch football and the stadiums are packed. Yeah, like packed. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm, and so I'm kind of like, guys, like maybe don't cancel the gigs because like it's around, it's out there, it's out there. Like, yeah, you know, you're just gonna. It is interesting if this if this variant was the initial outbreak, 
I do think we would have it would it would be very different, like overall. Um, that's fine. Yeah, that, that's because probably because the fair. death rate is 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 much different. Uh, that being said, though, I've got actually have an aunt um, that for medical reasons couldn't be vaccinated. She uh, she has COVID and she just she just had to go to the hospital today. Actually, so it, oh, it, it geez, is still I'm serious. I'm really sorry to hear that. I didn't mean no, it, no, I didn't no, mean no, it that no, way. No, yeah. I didn't take it that way. I didn't take it. That, I was just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those that have people in their lives that, for whatever reason, can't get vaccinated, I mean, a uh, uh, friend of the show, wow. Katie's b- brother, couldn't, and it's in very real. Like, gotta keep that, gotta keep everybody careful. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. And but yeah. all I was, all I meant though is that um, I'm it with seems you, like man. I'm with it seems you. like it seems like music performances are the only things getting shut down. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. my point. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm just like that. I'm like, what the f- like? Why is <clears> that? Like, is it because you're trying to look? A certain way, I almost think it's that more than anything I, I, I else. Actually, I think it's I think it's more the pressure of of these independent of of a venue having like to make that decision versus the Goliath NFL that makes a blanket decision. Sure, uh, yeah, is a very different I world. Suppose. So like, yeah. if, a, if a community's but, like local venues getting pushed on yeah. to not have a concert because parents are calling because they don't want their kids going out, right? That, that that's they don't a have, diff- yeah, that's no, different. Sure. Than, Dell behind them. Yeah, that's no. true. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Well, either way, go out and support your local venues. Mm-hmm. They need all the help they can get. And there are some fairly decent acts that going out, out there yeah. these days. Heck yeah. Although Red Knot Chili Peppers included. It, it, Damn it, straight. It, some of these venues, let me f- say, say though, and I'm not pointing any fingers, but some of these Uh-oh. places were Name already... Them. Some of these Sorry. places are not, you know, they're asking for support. Hey, save, you know, oh, save, save us. But like, you know... Right before the pandemic, they were like, hey, get your shit out of here. We got a DJ coming in at 10 p.m. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what? Who cares? You know, and on some of these places, we're in the red already. Yeah. That's, and like, and, and that, that goes back to something that, Nick, that we've talked about on the show, where it's like, are some of these businesses worth saving? I think, yeah. I think that actually, to me, the way that this ended up, the thing I got from this article was the amount of time it took. There were venues that, that, okay. That, that yeah, had to so close. Maybe, maybe they should have. I, I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. That's hard to say if, if it's if it's your venue, um, and that that maybe seems callous. But I, I, I agree. I, there's plenty of uh, open market. Uh, I'm sure there were some places behind. that some places that didn't deserve to close that did. I can name. I can think of some names there, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, totally. And you know, we'll see if those organizers can kind of rise out of the shadows and. You know, yeah. and come up with a come up with a new situation and use all their experience to get it going again. Exactly. Um, yep. And, and uh, because they, these these venues are also hurting for uh, for for labor right now. So. Yeah. No, it's a good in, good article, and yeah, let's get, get out there and you know if you if you feel safe and, and you want to mask up and support a show, it would mean a lot. Yeah. Um, get your booster. So, get your mask on. Go see a show. You know. Yeah. I mean, you're in a grocery store anyway. You know. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't feel like going out there and integrating with the public what are some options greg for those of us who want to stay at home well you can certainly stream uh you know check out check for live streams for your different for your favorite artists or you could um you know go on their go on their website uh whether it's a venue or um or a a musical artist and buy some some swag you know some some t-shirts you know that kind of thing. what if you just were like sick of the music industry totally and just wanted to like Curl up on the couch and play a video game. Uh, that'd be fine too. Do you? What do you game like, would you, you recommend, though? Um. Well, actually, okay. So you know, Jackson does get his screen time. He has a little. He has a Nintendo Switch, and on it, a, okay, a, uh, good. Okay. A, fr- a friend of mine introduced me to this game called Cuphead, which we showed Jackson, mm. and he fell in love with. You guys ever heard of it? Cuphead. Cuphead. Absolutely, I've Cuphead. heard of Cuphead. Yes. Oh, all right. Uh, have you played? Oh, it no game has led to more tears in this household than Cuphead. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! It's yeah. It's so it's if you've never seen it or heard of it, it's uh, basically kind of a run and gun type video game. Well, let's talk about it. We're gonna, this is eight bit. Let's do eight bit. Oh, eight bit. Oh snap! Oh, we're in it. Does that mean I get to break it out again? I get to break out my theme song? Absolutely, bro. <laughs> the dog park is perfect. 
<laughs> nice. So this is 8-bit. We're going to talk about the video game Cuphead and its amazing soundtrack, which is not 8-bit at all. No. So, no, so imagine Cuphead is like a, a character that's basically a cup with a little body, like a little Mickey Mouse body, okay? Mm-hmm. And the cup has a face on it, and it's it's a red straw, red and white straw coming out of it. He has a brother named Mugman. Mm-hmm. It's Cuphead and Mugman are the main characters. Right. You go around, you you shoot stuff, you you fight these bosses. How, how would you describe the artistic theme of this game to, kind of, to further paint yeah. that picture? So that's a very important feature of the game. It's animated in the style of like Steamboat Willie, like old yeah. 30s style <laughs> cartoons, but it's very yeah. it color. It's in color and very vivid. Yeah, um, it's a beautifully designed game. Like just to watch someone play it is like super entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, yes, especially yeah. if they're good at it. But it's hard to get good at. It's very unforgiving. (laughs) You have three chances to get hit, and there are stuff flying all over the screen, and you just got to dodge it. And meanwhile, you have to defeat these, like, massive bosses. And um, Mm -hmm. in any case, it's it's a fun, challenging game, but what really drew me uh, to it is the soundtrack. Oh, man. It's all kind of big band jazz from... Kind of that era. Yeah, yeah, time period, right? Yeah, time period. It's composed by a guy named Christopher Madigan, correct? And uh, mm-hmm. yep. I'll tell you more uh, uh, about his story and how he got hooked up with uh, the game developers, but let's let's spin one. Uh, Jay, pick one of the ones that I uh, sent you. I think the, whatever the first one is that I sent you. Uh, that would be Sugarland Shimmy. Yeah, there you, you go. There we go. Yeah, right. yeah, here. Drummers make the best composers. That's what I'm gonna say. Is that is that his background, Nick? Did you figure that out? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's the, well, he is the drummer. Oh, he's the drummer on these recordings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. no kidding! Yeah, wow. I, oh, it's amazing. I'm almost positive. I'll double check that, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that he's also he's the he's a percussionist from Toronto. Yes. Yeah. So the, so yeah. the basically the whole this is the game company's first game ever. They're independent. Yeah. And yeah. it's basically two brothers that just wanted to make a video game and they just kind of yeah. slowly gathered people that they knew and friends in their family and they got a really great idea going and they decided to put mortgages on their houses and go all in on it and because they were getting a lot of uh, a lot of excitement around their game and then they just kind of went all in and came out with something really special man cuphead is amazing yeah, I- I, I mean, I, I would consider myself kind of an early adopter of this game. Like, mm-hmm. I got it okay. like, almost as soon as it came out because I heard some hype about it. And I was like, oh, this is really neat. Oh, this is an independent game. And this is, I, I, I can't remember the year it came out, maybe 2016, 2017, something like uh, that. Yeah, maybe a little roughly, earlier. roughly around then. But it was kind of like at a time when independent games weren't as big as they are now. Okay. Like, to see a game that was from an independent development lab, like, to be executed with this amount of style yeah and and like and, and just like the work. whole package oh. was there and no matter like i picked it up and i started playing and i was like oh my god this is not for me i cannot play this <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> it's this so is hard. driving me nuts yeah i don't have the so, time it's to frustrating. Do this. i don't have the patience for this it's <laughs> yeah. frustrating as hell yeah it's it reminded me of playing like, what it is it is it reminded me of playing like old nes games where i couldn't do that yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like contra or yeah. something well, like it's that it's basically yep. contra that's one of the that's one of the main inspirations for yeah. it <laughs> yeah, yeah. So funny. but just like Love i can't Me too. just can't help awesome. but just be awed by like the quality yeah and mm-hmm. just like and i knew once that game was out there i was like you know if more independent studios are able to 
to do this and replicate this. Like we're gonna like the video game industry is gonna be out for some really really cool stuff in the next couple of years. Sure. And that's what's happened. Man. It's, yeah, it's freaking awesome. And also shout out to my nephew Andrew, who um he, he just turned sixteen, and uh, two years ago, you know, he learned about Cuphead and like beat it in like a mm. matter of, like three three months. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. I sat there just like you said. It's it's a it's a pleasure to watch someone else play it. Yeah, I'm like, how the hell did you do that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, there's some <laughs> there's amazing, definitely dude. some tricks, you know. And then once you and as Nick pointed out earlier, it's like if if you learn the sort of uh, the way th- there are patterns in each level. Each and phase in each level has like a pattern that you have to figure out. And once you figure it out, then it's like, yeah, you, just, mm-hmm. you dial that. Or you'll find the spots where you'll never get hit. Yeah. And yep. you just kind of bounce back and forth between those and just shoot. And then eventually they can't do anything because they're not yep. hitting you. But otherwise you're getting hit constantly and you only have three hearts. Right. <laughs> so yep. you're, 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 so you're, you're dead like right away if you, <laughs> but you have to embrace the fact that you're going to get your ass kicked like a hundred, yeah. like yeah. F- for a hundred straight times, you yep. know, you or whatever. Find the pockets. Yep. And, then, and then you, and then eventually if you hang in there, you get it. And it's really satisfying. When it goes knocked Absolutely. out, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yes, <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> yeah. So actually, when you, that's what happens when you beat a boss. It says knockout, and then uh-huh. you hear the and victory then. song. You know, let's listen to this. Victory. Victory song, yes. <laughs> That's great. And so going back, though, to um, who these guys were and how they got their friends and family involved, well, this was their neighbor, this composer. This is like a guy they grew oh, up with. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, it just so happened that this guy was like a jazz genius. And we, and he was our friend. And we just, and at first they were like, we're going to need like eight pieces and it turned into like 50 <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but they're all original like just really heavy big band you know material all uh recorded in toronto there's vi- there's footage of the guys recording it and, and yeah it's it, you know if you if you're familiar with music like this i mean you hear, i hear everything from like duke ellington or like even like the, you know whiplash like that kind of stuff. hank levy yep. is an arranger yep. that's mm-hmm. yep. really well known I have a guy named like, I know a guy named Kenny Schroyer who played with like Jerry Mulligan and uh, Stan Kenton and Frank Zappa, <laughs> and uh, he's yeah he's he's out here in LA. He's someone I want to get on the on the pod. Uh, this is, it would be a, an honor, but he's he's a little eccentric. So <laughs> we'll hey, welcome to the family. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, his, name's, yeah. his name's Kenny I'm Schroyer. Right in. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but so I played in his big band a little bit out here, and uh, it's it's fun. It's really it's really cool music to to get into and when you when you can be in a room with someone who with with not just one per- person but a whole band that kind of gets it you know yeah. and, then yeah. you, and then you actually get it it's like wow this it can is groove at that tempo because that's really mm-hmm. it's it's it moves fast it, it can move very fast a lot of the music in cuphead is fast not all of it because you'll hear some some levels or scenes that are mm-hmm. kind of yeah. slower and um but a lot of it is fast paced and that makes sense because you're flying around the screen and yep. it has yep. to match the intensity of the level mm-hmm. and it does but a great job i think so and it's just so it's incredibly well written and recorded and it fits the it fits the game and it just kind of caught me for a loop and uh thought you know what we have a we have a segment on the show where i get to talk about video game music if i want or if jay wants Damn or if wants and this Damn is strange. this is again not this is not like mega man or castlevania right. this is like a well recorded but it's actually so you can listen to the soundtrack on any streaming service the mm-hmm. cuphead soundtrack it's like a 
I consider it like a great big band soundtrack. Yeah. A, a big band album, you know? It kind of blew my mind. I didn't know that the soundtrack was was on Spotify, but yeah. that's definitely what I'm, what I'm going to be listening to the rest of the week. And definitely, I mean, and, ja- and Nick, again, we, we talked about it briefly before we started, but if you have a kid or knows or someone like with your nephew, Jay, if you like sit around mm-hmm. and listen, like, and you're like, do you remember which level this is from? It's difficult to know like which one it's from. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of them are similar, but at the same time, they all have their own unique thing. I bet he would know. He, he might know. know. He might know. Yeah. But I was having trouble because I'm like, wait a minute, like, it, which one does it? You know, which uh-huh. boss does it? And then, it, but then once it does lock it, there's a lot of them, man. There's like sixty yeah. songs. Yeah. There's a ton. I have to have Andrew. What bring Andrew on the on the podcast? That could be a, a fun quiz, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Name that Cuphead song. Name, yeah, yeah. Which boss is this from? You know. And you like you get like a bonus point if you know the name of the level because all the levels have like these weird names like fiery frolic or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's 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 a good time. It's a good time. We have fun. Uh, uh, we got one more. T- oh, is there one more clip, Jay? That I can got as many as you want, baby. Oh, really? Yeah. Two. Well, I, I I think I sent you two. Uh, I want to hear that junkyard jive. Yeah, put that. Yeah, let's put that on and then we'll say goodbye. Speaking of great music soundtracks from video games and Mega Man, uh, the Switch, I don't know if you saw this, they they have the whole Mega Man collection. Oh, yeah. You can buy it now. Mm-hmm. It's like, And it's on sale. It's only like six bucks. What? So I got that over this last week. It's every single Mega Man game they've ever made. Oh, my God. And I, I forgot how hard those stinking yes. games are. Oh, my God. Yeah. God. It's, 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 you want to talk about unforgiving, man. I couldn't get past the first thing at level on Mega Man 2. <laughs> oh, like, dude, it's tough. I used to be able to play this game when I was like eight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Crushing yep. it. Oh, boy. Yeah. A great soundtrack, too. Yep. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. No, I love that stuff, man. So clever. It's like, it, it, it's like um, somehow they get like the emotion and to, to get yeah. to come through even with those anyway. what was the one that you played on like our very first 8 bit was it Flashman stage Spark or Man like and Magnet Spark Man, Man I think <laughs> those are my favorites <laughs> yeah. yeah man there's, there's some really cool stuff uh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah Cuphead there you have it and they're I, they're making a, a new uh, a sequel to Cuphead nice. I think they're making a Netflix animated series are yeah. you serious? Yeah, like these brothers really <laughs> struck gold. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a, there's a, I don't know if it's a collective of artists or if it's actually like a, there's this thing called Rocket Gaming, which is like, they basically make nerdcore songs about video games. Um, and there's <laughs> one for Cuphead. It's the boss rap battle by oh these my guys. Gosh. The Cuphead rap. It is, uh, uh, it gets played at least twice a week at the house here. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I put it in Slack. I put it in Slack. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I think okay, Jackson cool. would love it. Awesome. Thank you. That's cool. It's a rap battle. Nice. Yeah, it, it, and it's clever too. They do a good job. Excellent. I'll definitely look at that. Brilliant. Thanks. Well, guys, this, this, this has been fantastic. Yeah, it absolutely has. How do you feel? Off to a good start for the year? Oh, my God. When we were talking, shooting around ideas at the beginning of the day uh, today, Nick said, well, this episode can either be the high bar from which no other episodes for the rest of the year can touch, or it can be 
kind of a, a, a starting slow point build. for the slow rest. Build. Yeah. Slow <laughs> build for the rest of the year. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I think we set a pretty high bar here for 2022. Hey, listen, yeah. we out here. We still, we, we're still out here. This is episode 126. Yo. 126. Come 126. On. Still doing it. UFC ears. <laughs> UFC ears. Oh, boy. Uh, All right, boys. Let's get this thing wrapped up. Papa's got to go to work tomorrow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Greg, tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us here in 2022, 21st century. You should check it out.com. Go find us on social media. You should check it out. Our handle on Twitter is at shouldcheck. Send mm-hmm. us an email, yscio podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go leave a review. And as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Boom. That's right. And uh, if anyone is looking to look me up on uh, Magic the Gathering online, my name is Jace <laughs> Unraveler of Secrets 72. Right. <laughs> Beautiful. I think the uh, cover art for uh, Tales from Topographic Oceans is taken for the Island Mana card. <laughs> I think you're right. That would make <laughs> a lot of sense. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, boys. Good stuff. It was, cool. ma- it was magic. Love it. Boom. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you back here next week. Peace. Later. Later.